Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Week three. Week three. Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Bear, headed to State College. Are we locked and loaded? We're ready to roll. Should be a, uh, I'm sure we're going to get the, uh, the an early edition of the whiteout for the, uh, for the show. This Ooh. is always a, uh, a nice, enjoyable travel experience as well. So that's, that's good. First off, a look at back at last week. Obviously, plenty happened. You know, we both were on Iowa State. The turnovers, are, it, it, it's just in, the, in their DNA in this matchup. It's unbelievable. Continually turn the ball over in this game, and they really made Iowa look really good on Saturday. But, hey, give, give Iowa credit for tipping a couple of passes. and defend, they, look, you, you cannot argue with what they've done defensively right thus far can they keep it going what is it it's 29 uh, opponent drives on the year now they have like two touchdowns and they scored three touchdowns of their own and four seven turnovers it's remarkable eh? can they continue to win games doing this can they uh, can they put forth an a effort and execution defensively every week and win despite getting what 26 yards i think it was in the second half but mm. give them credit man they're they're, they're players play they're, you know, what off, and uh, they, they certainly deserve to win, and we'll see if uh, Iowa State can get off the mat again uh, after not only another loss in this rivalry, but another early season loss uh, with, with the 12 uh, conference play left uh, left before. But, yeah, the, the, those fans were, uh, were pretty down and uh, on Saturday and deservedly so. This one's really got to hurt because we talked about it, why we liked Iowa State, and the idea of all that was coming back. And to see Purdy and Hall, your two guys, make the mistakes they mm-hmm. made, really, really has got to burn. And, um, you know, it is a non-conference game. Uh, they still have everything they want to play for ahead, uh, knowing what, what lies down the road in a possible Big 12 title game. And, hey, look, um, look how many teams have gotten knocked off. Who says, you know, 11-1 and one in, in the Big 12 might be, might be good enough. We don't know who's going to be left standing at the end and then to you Iowa fans okay I get it I was wrong okay I did give out your season win total over and I did pick you to big win the Big Ten West so congrats okay oh congrats you're right though in terms of teams that might still be able to get into the playoff or what I mean you've already got two teams from last year's playoff with a loss and another team that was in the playoff last year with two very unconvincing wins. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's Alabama. Yeah. So we'll see it's what almost happens. Like a, we almost do have a tier system. Um, <laughs> you know, the other one was the noon-ish kickoff on, uh, on Fox. And um, I still find it amazing when I, when I look at that result, how big it was for the Pac-12. Uh, we'll get to that more now with the coaching news in, in L.A. But – how good Oregon was and Ohio State still had a chance at the end is just – it's amazing how good you have to be, Bear. I can't imagine Crystal Ball in the fourth quarter being like, we did everything possible. Joe Moorhead had to be like, hey, guys, 
I got you 35. We ran the ball. We controlled clock. We did everything. And here we are still sweating. Uh, and, but you're still, out- and you're still allowed, what, 560 yards or something yeah. like that? <laughs> um, but shout out to the Ducks. They got it done. Good uh, for them. I, I talked about the importance that they had to run the ball. They did that. Thought it was interesting. I saw some stuff that Alabama did in that national title game with the run game. When you're going to play a man on those on those receivers outside and they come down and, and get in that box and start picking off linebackers, DB's got to have their head on a swivel and not lose contain. And you saw that time after time after time. So, and I said it last week on, on the wager shows we were doing is, I didn't like the game because I couldn't tell if it was Ohio State's personnel on defense or it was if it was fixable. And mm-hmm. here's what I say. It's crazy to me when you look at Iowa's defense and Ohio State's defense. Whatever. Take the four classes of guys. More guys are going to be drafted from the Ohio State defense than the Iowa defense. And it might I not think, even be close. I think coaching – probably is, is a big part of that enormous I, I, i'm sure our, our i'm sure our friend behind the behind the glass there will agree with that oh. do we do we want do we want to give him a a couple of minutes here to, to I, decompress i was gonna get i already have ordered i think a conference champion shirt for him that he could wear I'll, I'll get it in the ohio like stanford colors on the shirt are almost like the ohio state so it'll look good conference champions shirt. i mean Everything you guys have said, Zach, or the defense was a liability, and you thought you were like, "All right, COVID, new defensive coordinator." They lost how many players of the draft that year from the nineteen team? All right, Kerry mm-hmm. Combs, you got this year to work with the players, and Minnesota, and then this. It's like, can they fix it? I don't know if they can fix it. I think they can mask the problems this year because it's going to be a while before they face a team that is as skilled as Oregon, and is also. Oregon's not this fast, but not physical team anymore. They are a physical team and I think they can mask the problems, but I don't know if they can fix them. So when they play a real team again, they're going to be ready. Can they fix the problem by internally on the down and low being like, Hey, Paul, Paul Rhodes, you do the defensive game plan. You're, you're the defensive coordinator behind the scenes, but we're not going to let anybody know that. Do, Do we, do we think that that's something that might happen here? Could they? I mean, I mean, you lose Josh Proctor. Yeah, he's been inconsistent, but he's a physical hitter. The defensive line was non-existent on Saturday, so I don't know what the problem is because you look up and down the roster, and they got dudes on paper, but it's like you got to show up. That those four and five star ratings, they go out the window when you sign that letter of intent, and maybe I think the scheme can help it, but I, I don't. I just I don't know. And, and that's what I'll go back and say is that shows you how good Moorhead's game plan was. I was so happy for him. Mm-hmm. I was so happy for him to, after kind of getting run out of Starkville, that probably was a blessing in disguise for him mm-hmm. to land now where he is uh, with a chance to uh, maybe get a better job or if he wants to be mm-hmm. an offensive coordinator forever, fine. But he's Ooh. in a great spot. And I was so happy that, that he was able to uh, to come up with the with the game and Verdell just balled. So mm-hmm. we kind of hit on it last week about talking about like results that were good for the season. Oregon beating Ohio State is good for the season for Phenomenal. everybody other than Ohio State fans. Those who want fresh fresh teams in the playoff, we could very well be on our way. We'll see. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On the other side of the conference, the biggest name team gets rid of their head coach. And mm-hmm. it had it's, to be done. Yep. Now it had to be. I just think about, you know, we talked about Iowa and that win over Indiana and how, you know, the big plays, yes, big plays did Iowa good in that Indiana game. But, I mean, SC was 13-7 in the fourth quarter and, and San Jose State throws a pick six. This could have happened a week, a week prior. Yeah. And when I looked at Stanford, yes, scoring 42 after seeing what they did, yes, I was surprised. But there is an idea for Stanford. When you have the opportunity to go to the Coliseum and play SC and beat SC, it's still a hell of a feeling. It's really cool to see that team come together in that circumstance and play their best game in I don't know how long uh, and put it on it. But Quarterback you, gives them a chance, man. I've said it all shows I've done all weekend, all week, is, you know, we talk about, you know, David Shaw a lot and – he is stern to the fact of you are going to be able to do certain things before you get on the field as far as checks in the run game and seeing where the advantage is and doing those things before any idea of throwing the football comes to mind. And McKee couldn't do it in camp. And I just said, all I, like, he's just going to have to get him on the field and, and, and he's going to have to produce on the field and show what the difference is. And he did that in the second half of the Kansas State game. And it obviously still wasn't pretty. But Stanford gets a big win. SC looking with a conference loss and then seeing what UCLA looks like. I mean, Arizona <laughs> State's still out there. It's not a good deal in, in, in Southern California. The question now is who, who can they realistically – I mean, they, they're SC and they should be able to afford essentially whoever. Where do they go from here? Because it looks like Chip's got things uh, on, the, um, on, on the improve there, and we'll see if they can sustain that. But this is going to be, be telling to see – who will be on the – I mean, everyone I think is going to make their joke about uh, Urban Meyer, ha-ha, he's going to no. put on Jacksonville after one year. I wouldn't stop. No. Um, they're going to make a connection with Mike Bone coming from Cincinnati, Luke Fickle. You think SC, SC boosters are going to want Luke Fickle? I wouldn't think so. Mm. Um, you, you call Bob Stoops and see if he wants to return to coaching. We'll see. Be very interested to see where they go from here. And with all these results from this past week, Bear, uh, you brought up the idea of what do you think now? And, you know, we talked plenty offseason about Ohio State still being their own tier in that conference. In that conference, do you still believe they are? I mean, I, I, still, I still think they are. I mean, they're, mm. they're clearly the most talented team still remaining in the, in the league and, and might – like Travis was saying before, who do they play Correct. that's going to be able to do that to them? Uh, they get Penn State at home, and we'll, we'll see if, if Michigan, this is the year, if they continue to uh, be efficient on offense and, and, and able to run the ball, if that uh, can become become a game this year. But uh, they're, they're still the favorites in my eyes, and the fact that it wasn't a conference loss, uh, I'd, be, I'd be very surprised if they were not back. Back in it, I think they'll be able to do enough 
uh, defensively to, to simplify things and, and make whatever adjustments they can to the point where they will not allow what happened to them defensively Saturday to happen again in that against some of those offenses uh, that they will play in that league. Obviously, it's pretty easy right now to say all eyes would point on an undefeated Iowa team and an undefeated in-conference Ohio State team in a Big Ten title game. That would be that would be pretty special. I will say one thing that I have to change my mind on is the idea of the Pac-12 South, which I mm-hmm. thought was going to be really balanced because I've never, ever seen a Whittingham team get manhandled like that the other night in Provo. That was pretty darn eye-opening and good for BYU. Uh, they brought it. Everybody thought they were going to be down this year because of what they lost, including the offensive coordinator who we talked about. And they just came out and just gave it just gave it to Utah. That was pretty alarming because I still look at UCLA schedule and I think it's tough, man. And no one's going to mention that. And it starts this week. Fresno. I mean, look what Fresno did to Oregon. You know, I mean, that's all you got to look at. I mean, they are more than capable of going to the Rose Bowl in a perfect spot where UCLA has two weeks about reading about how good they are with the bye week after the LSU game. But it, it, it's a step back because I really thought Utah had a chance to be out of the BYU game to be, perception-wise, uh, higher than they are. So it is it is really interesting now that you look at the, the UCLA dynamic and how that's played in that conference. And then you still have Arizona State, who, by yeah. the way, has to go to Profo this week. And, yes. And tricky, that's certainly, tricky, tricky I mean, It's not like ASU has been terrific early in the year against two – I mean, an FCS team and then a, a bad UNLV team where they never really threatened mm-hmm. the cover. We'll see what happens this week. We'll see if uh, BYU can back up the uh, wins over the uh, the Pac-12 South, especially after a big emotional win uh, over your rival. But, yeah, October 2nd, uh, ASU at UCLA could be a game with the significant Pac-12 championship game uh, implications on it. You'll be in State College, Auburn, at Penn State, Auburn plus six, 53, the number. Um, this is a this is a pick for me. Uh, I said it before the season, and I, I, I'm still going with it. I've watched Auburn. I like what I've seen from a more, more buttoned-up approach, Auburn under Harson than Gus. A little slow last week against, I think it was Alabama A&M. I was watching some of that first half. Then the whole thing sw- switches on a blocked field goal and goes back. But I will say they have faced very, very little adversity in playing Akron in that team <laughs> in the first two weeks. You think? And I think Penn State knows a hell of a lot more about themselves going into Madison and then getting a win last week against Ball State. Obviously, everything's going to be on Clifford and the inconsistencies. But to me, this is more about Auburn and really knowing what they have to go to this environment this early in Harson's tenure. I think is asking a lot. I like Penn State seeing what they are capable of on defense. I understand it. They they they've been on the field for 95 plays against Wisconsin, but they still, I mean, whatever you want to say, whether it was self-inflicted wounds by Wisconsin, Penn State gave up 10 points in that game and won in a game yep. where I didn't think they were gonna. That showed me a lot because when you come home now and now you get this white out deal, Bonex has played in, in an iron bowl, but I think him in a new system, you know, Bigsby's been great running the ball. I think Penn State nullifies that, and I think it's going to be a tough, a tough deal 
for Bo Nix on the road. I'll take the whiteout. I'll take Penn State in this game. Be interested to see if this number comes down at all, any because I, I think people are going to see some of those offensive numbers that Auburn has. Yes, in the whole in the whole SEC Big Ten narrative, and uh, if I like Penn State, I'm probably waiting a little bit. Okay, uh, to see if you to see if you can get a five and a half or maybe a five. I think under is probably the way to go because I'm not sure. Bonix on the road, uh, mm-hmm. it's a thing. That Penn State defense, you hit on the 95 plays, but I, I was locked into the, uh, the the Penn State Ball State game for uh, for obvious reasons last week, and it did not did not go well. Uh, Penn State played a ton of guys on defense, so it, it, they're going to be fine for this game. This is not uh, the Gus Malzahn go fast Auburn type offense. I'm going to wait on wait on the the side. Uh, with okay. Five and a half, but, but I'm, I under fifty three and a half is something that I uh, that I like here because I, I think there is a thing, at least early in the year, uh, w- with these defenses being a little bit ahead of the offenses in, in a sense that uh, they're able to do more. And I think some of these numbers are still a little bit inflated off of the big offensive performances we saw last year. The other game I, I have circled just because I wanted to talk about it with you: Nebraska plus twenty two at. Oklahoma over under 61 and a half. Doesn't that feel low? Total feels really, really low because I, I think right? Nebraska, I think Nebraska will be able to score some points. So do I. I will not be surprised if Nebraska scores 20 points. No, I, I was gonna say that this could easily be a, a 49-28 type of game. Yeah. Like, like that, that would not surprise me one bit. Yeah, I like that. I I, I just that that stuck out when I'm when I'm looking at stuff uh on there. I have a candidate for your stinky line of the week, but it involves a past relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Cincinnati Bearcats minus three and a half in a game we've talked about a ton in the offseason. Over under 50 at Indiana. Cincinnati was not good last week. Not good. No, no, no they weren't. And I think that might have been a little bit of a kind of kind of a, a look ahead type. Mm-hmm. ideal knowing they got their big game this week and then the second half they came out and just completely took care of business i like the bearcats in this game you do i do okay yes, I, I think indiana is going to have some some problems on the on offense and i think it's an opportunity for cincinnati to uh, to, to get a really good one i think they'll be much better uh, on offense uh, than what they were early in the game last week and the fact that they're laying three and a half on the road, I, I think that number is very enticing uh, for people to take the power five home dog. And uh, Cincinnati is a play for me. I'm leaning that way. I just want it because to me, we saw what Iowa's defense did to Indiana's offense. And to me, this is where you're fickle and you're like, hey, if Iowa could do that, like we think Correct. we are in that level of defense. Between the athletic ability, our scheme, you think that. So you, I, I think you're at that point where you're salivating like, hey, get. we asked for this opportunity. Now we got it. Let's go out and show it. I just wanted to go back and watch that first half of, of Cincinnati. I haven't been able to, to do that to see what the issues were offensively. This is the spot for the Bearcats. And uh, I'm really, this is this is early, right? This is. Yes. Yeah. Nooner, nice. nooner. This is a nooner. Oh, fouls game day. Perfect. Yep. I would lean Bearcats there. Bad injury news uh, that involves one of our larger season win totals, and that's Strakovic, the quarterback of uh, Boston College, which didn't look great. I saw an Instagram post of his hand, and I, I don't yeah, know if it's he's a out for a year, unfortunately. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, risked out for the year. And uh, it doesn't look great. So I've been diving in with my BC insiders. Give me the deal about Dennis Grossell. What, what do we got here? Oh, he's been there, yeah. Yeah. I went back and looked at the number. Like, he's produced when he's been in. To me, this is the other side. They're playing Temple this week. Correct. And we know what Temple is. Grossell's a, a kid from St. Ignatius in Ohio. Been at the program now five years. Had plenty of success in high school. He's not Jerkovic. He's not the pros guy. But I think he's more of that dynamic playmaker. He's only 6'1". Uh, he's got some good stockiness to it. I think there's going to be a run capability out of him. I think he'll give Temple fits. I can't think of uh, too many other teams uh, you would rather face in a, in your first game as a starter uh, coming into a situation like this. I'm going to lay the 16 with Boston College uh, against Temple. You might even want to wait on that a little bit because I, yeah. I think there'll be a reaction. And I think it's crazy as it might sound. There might be people who want to take Temple. Mm-hmm. Plus the points, he may be able to buy that down. I actually, when I got wind of the uh, the injury, and I don't know if the injury, if it had really been out yet, that he was definitely at and what it was. Like, I played under 59 and I actually bought it up to 60. I just bought the half a point. Okay. I don't think Temple is going to score very many points this week against no. against BC. And if BC does have a drop-off on offense, which I would expect them to have, and if your, your thoughts are correct about uh, BC maybe running the football more, Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be a fewer plays, shorter game. Uh, I think under six, I, I feel better about under 60 than I do, uh, uh, BC minus the points, but, uh, BC, you might be able to get a, a point or so, a point or so extra off that line with that injury. All right. Keep your eyes on that number. Then uh, I like it at 16. I, I think it's also a situation where Halfley, as much as I think of him knows he's got to tighten up the defense even more knowing he has a, a, you know, a new guy starting there. I know he has experience, but it's just that fine-tuning of things where you got some big games coming up against Missouri and Clemson, and you got to be ready to go. Um, another quarterback, season win total effect, Skylar Thompson. Yep. We talked about this in the preseason, and you said your worry was about the health and a team and a program that uses him as much as he did. You nailed it. He's out indefinitely. You know, we talked about this, and I and I went back and I, I I looked at you know the kid Will Howard that had to go in and play, who was just thrown to the wolves, and I thought that that was a lot last year. I I thought that that was helpful, and they're going to need it now. Um, I mentioned the stretch at the beginning of the season. You know, after this, they get Oklahoma State, which looks like a real winnable game. We'll get to them in in, in a bit, and then they well. they play they play Oklahoma and Iowa State back to back. So it was like. All right, cross those off. Let's get ready for the end of the season. So maybe Thompson comes back. I feel still good about our season win total there. It's just it's just the news about the quarterback, man, and that's brutal. And this one's stinky, too, because Nevada comes in at favored. 2-0, and they're favored. I, I, this, I mean, that's the motivation you want for climbing. If you, you know, NFL quarterback coming in, they already beat a Pac-12 team. Kansas State, are they going to be able to muster it up enough? Because I talked about it last week. I thought Strong was so impressive against Cal in the throws that he can make. I mean, the arm is there, and this is a big spot for Nevada. I mean, we talked plenty about the Mountain West before the year. Um, is this should they be favored? I'm not sure. Yeah, right. Even without even without Thompson, I'm not, I'm not sure they should be favored. I, I just feel like Kansas State's going to give Nevada's defense more problems, even though. We know the old days of the quarterback run, but Deuce is Deuce is a guy, man. 
And Nevada, I think, is going to have to prove they could stop him out of multiple formations. And Kansas State, I think, is going to get real creative in the run game. I had it circled, but it's a stay away because I want to see what happens in this game. I think it's a fascinating matchup knowing what's at stake for both teams. You hit on another Big 12 team before, and I'm just going to take it right there. I, I love Boise State this week. So do I. That, that's like, why I like, said oh, we're going to talk about oh, it later. <laughs> I, 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 whatever is going on at Oklahoma State, whether it's, it just feels like it's something. The inability mm-hmm. to run the football early in the year and time, last year, Spencer Sanders' health has been an issue for the last two years as well. Two ho-hum wins over a Tulsa team that lost to Cal Davis and Petrino's Southwest Missouri State team, whatever, yeah. whatever they're like. I don't know. Now you're going on the road to I mean, Bachmeyer's played well. I mean, they're, they're tough to beat up there. I mean, they basically did everything but beat UCF in the opener. I saw that number and, and, and I immediately like, like circled and starred <laughs> this one. Yes. I got, exci- I, I, I got excited when I saw that one. I, I'll tell you right now, whatever, when, when the circuit put them out Sunday afternoon. I was hitting refresh, refresh. That was the number one game I wanted to see what the line was. Number one really? game was, oh yeah, Oklahoma State, Boise. I just, I mean, I watched Boise State the other night. Like, coming back, that would be a brutal flight home from Orlando after that UCF game. Knowing that we played well and we just couldn't, you know, with the delay of the game and all that, like, you still know you played a darn good football team. And you in your mind, you're saying we're, we were the better team, but it just didn't work out. So, I mean, I look at the opportunity of a Big 12 team coming in here. Like, this is, feels like it hasn't happened in a while either. I think that place will be jumping. I like Boise State a lot in that game. Like, Oklahoma State, like you talked about it. I talked about Sanders at the beginning of the year. When he had Wallace and Chuba last year, like, I thought there would just be more oomph. Like, we've, we've seen Gundy offenses put up stupid numbers. And now, like, 20 – what they score, 28 against Tulsa last week? Yeah, I think it was like 27 um, – 23 or something. And you know Boise State's had that one circled in the offseason, knowing that they got them coming up to the blue. I'm looking for a dog, and I can't find one. Oh, I got one. I got one. The other – all right, hold on. Because the other favorite I have that's in a pick is is Wake Forest. Um, I have them written down, too. They have Florida State coming in. I mean, it's been how many days? We've all seen it. We've all read about it. And it's just not a good deal because – I was actually watching that game because I saw the score. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, McKenzie can't get things going here. And there was a lot of inconsistencies with McKenzie. That's to be expected after after being yeah, no doubt after so long. And now you get a Dave Clawson coach team (laughs) who gets to watch two games of Florida State like that. There's not many guys I would put ahead that were are gonna go after those deficiencies and weaknesses. And I'm telling you guys, Wake Forest has a lot more talent than you think. Everybody talks about losing the running back to Michigan State, and Clawson thought the world of him when he was there. But this Wake Forest team is really, really capable. Um, I'll lay the five and a half with Wake Forest at home against FSU. Yeah, I, I will too. And you mentioned you were looking for an underdog. I got one that I'm going to play on the money line as well. I didn't think very much of Michigan State mm-hmm. entering the year. But you mentioned Kenneth Walker and what he has given that offense uh, is a huge boost. Um, maybe some of the, the struggles of last year were written off to, to, the, to the late uh, departure of Dino and Mel Tucker's late hiring. But I cannot believe they're getting six and a half points at Miami. 
Uh, Miami was extremely fortunate to win that game last week. Uh, It's a team that continues to make poor decisions and poor penalties and very lucky to win. We're non-competitive against Alabama, which that's to be expected. But it ain't right there. I I can't put my finger on it. There's something missing with this team. And the fact that Michigan State has come out each of the last two weeks, uh, scored on its first place from scrimmage, played from ahead. And with how Miami has fallen behind the last couple of weeks as well, like if they get an opportunity to play from ahead as well uh, this week, be very interesting, but but I, I like Michigan State plus six and a half. I would take a little uh, a little Spartans on the money line as well. So this is more about Michigan State than Miami to you. It's both. It's more the I am more impressed with Michigan State than I thought I would be, but there is definitely a I'm not feeling it right now with uh with my alma mater as well. It just did you doubt okay. look. Something's missing there. I don't know if it's the lack of a, a real deep threat at wide receiver. Uh, they lost Cheney for the year in, in yeah. that game as well. So now they're thinner uh, at the running back position. I would say this. I, I think I think Miami is in a really, really tough spot. Really tough to start the year. And to be able to get that win against App State, I thought was big. I really did. Because there was a couple of instances there, man, where that game was waver and you're like, are they are they going to go down here? Are they going to? And they responded, and they got the win, and they got out of there. Because I'm I'm still not sure about Michigan State either. Like I don't know what Northwestern is. You know, like is that that's not probably last year's probably Northwestern. the worst team in the Big Ten. Or next yeah. first. You know, so I'm not so down on your on your Canes. I, okay. I, I see what you're I see what you're saying there. I would think Lashley's got got a, is going to be able to dial some stuff up here with the Eric against against Michigan State against you know. A good, a de- good defense of mine and and Mel. Uh, I, 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 that's a really interesting game to me. Um, so I, I actually, because I thought I saw that was more than like seven when it first came out. And yeah, uh, I saw, I saw six and a half is what it was. Oh, is that yeah. I've seen. What about you, got Loxley seven and a half at Burt? It's funny, uh, you know, Scott and I talk about. You know, remember a couple years ago when they just gave it to Syracuse, and then they went to Temple. And played one of the worst games lost, ever. Yes. yes. This Maryland team's way more talented than that one. But it's it, you're still going on the road in a conference game. It's a Friday night. And say what you say, say what you want about the champagne room. They're gonna be there. Like it's it's gonna be a good environment and a tough place to win. I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored in that game. Um, Peters is gonna start, you know, Rack Jarrett and, and those guys on the Maryland side, and, and Leah's been really impressive. I know it's been against West Virginia and Howard. I did ask Scott how Scott said UConn would beat Howard. I did ask him that question um, <laughs> to get a feel of uh, what I got I, going I, for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, I would lean that over in that game because I think there's – I mean, Illinois still got some guys. I mean, just going back to last week, and I gave up Illinois. And it's a team – actually, a game I wanted to circle and talk about. <laughs> that Virginia offense, I want the college football game to come back because I want to try and run that offense. I mean, they got four quarterbacks out there. One's number 99, <laughs> and he's thrown it to 98. They got another kid zero. They got another kid six who are studs athletically, and they're just whipping it around, throwing laterals, running little speed outs like – how they come up with that stuff, I'll never know. And it it's effective, but I'm just watching it and I have no idea what's going on. 
you're a fan of Robert and I's offense. Oh, he <laughs> is. I don't know what goes on in those meetings and how they dial it up. But, I mean, hey, they beat Carolina last year in, yep. in that wild, funky points, funky points. And they scored a lot of points doing it. They're catching nine against Carolina and hey, 64 and a half. That's, that's a game I need to see because I want to see Carolina be better. Nine um, seems like a lot. Yeah, it does. That's one I'll, I'll definitely be watching because I need to see it. I can see myself getting to Virginia by, okay. the time, uh, by the time the game rolls around. I might consider taking Arkansas State, too. Washington stinks, man. Oh, I can't they're believe bad. they're giving 16 They are bad. They're 17 in some spots, too. But everybody wants to talk about the receivers. They're O-line. I feel the bad for the quarterback. Terrible. He doesn't have terrible. an O-line, and he doesn't have guys to throw to. How are you, how are you supposed to quarterback doing that? Yeah, you're not supposed to score. Bad. I, mean, I mean, Arkansas State, they're going to score. What does the Tulane Ole Miss over-under have to get to for you to take the under? It's 74 right now. <laughs> 80? I'm a, that's a big one for Ole Miss's defense because you got to do it. You got to do it again. You played well against Louisville. We still don't the know what Louisville The defense played really well against Louisville. Yeah. Um, and they made some moves. You know, Durkin has another year with those guys. I'm interested to see Tulane dying for them to get back to to be able to play a home game in New Orleans, man. They've they've been through a ton this first month. Yep. ASU BYU is smelly to me. Three and a half road yeah, favorite. I don't like that. And Fresno eleven and a half. I think I would take Fresno in the in the office pools. I don't like it that much, but you're giving me eleven and a half. But man, Chip Chip has that thing cranked. One home team that's a. Uh, Small spread, given a couple, Bear, that I think I would lean is West Virginia. Rough news out of Blacksburg with the injury to the tight end. Mm-hmm. That I need to see that out of Virginia Tech. Like, you, you, you do the Carolina game, you know. Let me, let me see it on the yeah. road now. I like West Virginia in this game. I mean, they, they could have very easily won that Maryland. They were in the Maryland oh, game, wasn't they, they, I mean, yeah. they, had, they had a ton of chances to win. I mean, I, I, I like Letty Brown, and, and Diggy has played well. I mean, there were some questions mm-hmm. – uh, at the end of last year and entering the year, I, if he was going to be the guy, but he's played well. I, I think in a in a in a, in a, in a uh, I don't want to say rivalry, but a bit of a heated type of game with these school two schools really close together. Yeah, I I, I like the uh, the Mountaineers in this one. I'm with you. All right. Anything else? UCLA Fresno. I, I you're getting back to that. I I'd, I'd look at maybe going over 61. That feels yeah. like yeah. It feels like 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 they could score a bunch of points in that game. We haven't even talked about Bama, Florida. I just, I have, I have no interest. Yeah, I have, I have zero no interest in taking the other side of Bama ever. Yeah, you want to get in front of you want to get in front of that train. I don't. SC giving eight and a half in Pullman. Ugh. You can have that. Yes. Smelly, smelly. I'll give you one. Mississippi State minus three at Memphis. It's Memphis or passed for me. I mean, I like Mississippi State last week, and they got that opening kickoff, but they didn't do much uh, on offense after that. Well, at least they didn't turn the ball over six oh, times was, like was, they did the week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they got that going for them. That's but, an improvement. But, um, but I, 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 it's mad. That game is Memphis or pass. That you, you mentioned when I was starting to talk over there, Notre Dame-Purdue. You want to lay seven with Notre Dame? I'm not sure. No. I mean, no. I, I know Purdue lost their running back, and that could be a big deal, but – yeah, I sure as hell don't want to lay seven right now with Notre Dame, and after two home wins like that, and and, and Purdue seems to have a little bit of life here. 
Yeah, I want to see Purdue's defense against ND. That's what I want to see in that game. All right, I think it's that time. The Big Mike Happy Recap is brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. Uh, All right, I'll go here. I'm going to lay the 16 with Boston College. I'm going to lay the five and a half with Wake Forest. I'm going to lay the six with Penn State. And I'm going to lay the four and a half I see with Boise. And I'll uh, make the column. I, I, I'm thinking the over in that Oklahoma game. I, I, I mean, Lincoln has talked plenty about not being great. I think they buttoned it up here. I'll take over 61 and a half in the Oklahoma-Nebraska game. Give me Boise State minus four and a half. Uh, against Oklahoma State as well as a as a ten star game, uh, love, love 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 the Broncos this week. Um, Michigan State plus a six and a half against my alma mater, uh, Cincinnati minus a three and a half against the Hoosiers, uh, Mountaineers minus two and a half against the Hokies, uh, UCLA Fresno over sixty one, and BC Temple under fifty nine and a half. That'll do it. Bear, take us away. Unless you bet. Especially when you, the less you bet on Boise State, the more you lose when you win. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.